0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's actually we we this time. <laughs> but uh, it is October the 24th. I always have to look to make sure. Uh, this is the... Well, technically it's like the 25th episode, but this is episode 24. Um, that one, uh, that what we do in the shadows, uh, I'm going to drop that really soon. So that'll come out. But this is technically episode 24. And uh, with this one... Uh, Katie and I picked the movie that we both immensely enjoy. Um,
1: it's great. It's a really good movie.
0: And so uh, we picked *Cabin in the Woods*. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, it's it's fucking amazing. Uh, the title
1: sounds really creepy because there was a couple movies right around the same time that this movie came out that had similar titles that were creepy. There was like *Last House on the Left*, and there was one other one. There was the Jennifer Lawrence one?
0: Oh, um. Um. Whoo, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there like that Jennifer Lawrence movie, The Last House on the Left and The Cabin in the Woods all came out within a few years of each other. Not all in the same year, but pr- relatively close. And the first two, not Cabin in the Woods, were horrifying. Like yeah. <laughs> like gory as fuck and some awful shit happened and it, they were rough watches. So I think a lot of people, initially, when this film came out, were really apprehensive because of the name. Because it sounded like those other two. And I think it, that freaked them out. But this movie is a Joss Whedon movie. So Joss Whedon, bringer of Avengers and Firefly and Buffy and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all sorts of cool shit. So yep. it's a lot less like terrifying than... Oh yeah.
0: it It still has some pretty...
1: Than the other two
0: scary moments. Oh yeah, but compared to them, it's not as ridiculous. But I will say that it follows the horror tropes like to a T. Oh, it definitely
1: does. That's like the point of this movie.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll we'll do some broad strokes with it uh, at first, and then we'll give everybody a, a second to we'll pause.
1: Yeah, we'll let you know when the spoilers are coming.
0: Yeah. So with some of these movies that we watch, um, the really old ones.
1: You it know, follows a basic, like, pattern. Like, yeah. Like, dude, disgruntled dude kills people, and he just continues to kill people yeah, throughout so, the
0: entire movie. So, we're movie. not 100% worried about, you know, telling you the ending and stuff. Because, like, like yeah. the first Child's Play, that came out before, like, a lot of us were born. Yeah. And so, you know, the doll yeah. is gonna die. That's, Same like, with, the like, ending. So
1: Halloween and Friday the 13th. Like, if you walked into, if you've never seen any of those movies... Today, somehow magically, they escaped you. And you walked into a Freddy Krueger movie or a Mike Myers movie or a Jason movie and just expected like a happy ending. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. You know how it's going to end. Yeah, but. It's uh, not a shock.
0: A few of the movies that pop up on our list, uh, yeah, so we. They're twisty. We, we, we deem them newer and. Kind of important, and they usually have a crazy twist in them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we always try to warn you that you should probably watch this. And if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, you should seriously give it a shot. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's one of my favorite movies, like in the horror movie and just normal, just straight up movie. It's a ridiculously good movie, and yeah. it, it takes it doesn't take a lot for me to be 100 invested. But usually, movie wise, I'll watch them and I'm like, oh, okay, I forgot the twist early. Uh, it was tough for me to keep up with it. It's it's a lot different from a lot of scary Twilight Zone-ish stuff that I've seen. Uh it it's amazing.
1: So when this movie came out, um it was cast like most uh starter horror movies are and everyone was kind of no name. There wasn't any big names really attached to like in the main cast um to the film. But you will recognize the a couple of the main the teens, quote-unquote, teens in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a young Chris... A pre-Thor Chris Hemsworth.
0: Very close to when he got Very, the job. very
1: close. Like, he got the job right after this movie or during the filming of yeah. this movie. Like, he found out that he was going to be Thor but, like, during this film. So, you're going to see a little baby Chris Hemsworth. He's yeah. not... <laughs> he, he Like, he came on the screen at the beginning of this film and I, like... My mouth, like hit the floor at how tiny he was yeah like I completely forgot at how small his stature is when he's not just like yoked out to be Thor yeah and you'll also see in this film so this film came out in 2012 which is about the same time I think as uh, Jesse Williams joined the cast of Grey's Anatomy like when he started when he was just starting to get big like I don't think he was really big on that show yet at the time probably not no, But, yeah, so those two guys definitely have, like, hit their stride and become huge names. At least one in television and one in the movies. Uh, the girls in the movie, um, I, like, looked at their IMDb pro- B profiles and I didn't really see anything that I recognized. It was a lot of, like, lower budget, like, horror. Yeah. A lot of people the, just end up in lower, lower budget horror stuff.
0: The, uh, the skanky girl, she was actually one of the Power Rangers in a season.
1: Oh yeah, see that. I haven't watched Power yeah. Rangers since nineteen ninety five. So
0: yeah, I, I knew she looked familiar. I just couldn't pin it. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, she was the Yellow Ranger in Jungle Fury." I was like, "Oh
1: shit!" Yeah, That's so
0: fucking weird. It was like five years before this. So,
1: but there are uh, a f- there are a few big names who play smaller roles, much smaller roles in this film. Oh, like
0: the two uh, I guess directors. I don't know their names.
1: Uh, their a- the actors' names. Well, I With mean, no, just, I, oh.
0: they're easy yeah. to know.
1: Yeah, you would, you'll would, you recognize them. When you see this movie, you'll be like, oh yeah, it's that guy from that thing. Like, yeah. that's how, basically like, how I know him. It's the, like the
0: dad from Step Brothers.
1: The dad from Step Brothers and the... The bad guy
0: from Billy Madison.
1: Oh, that's how you, he always remembers him as the bad guy from Billy it's Madison. Eric. I remember him as the, uh, one of the people from West Wing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He yeah. was like the really high up, like chief of staff i think on west wing yeah yeah and then uh what about the ending the director the actual director
0: oh sigourney weaver
1: sigourney weaver makes a pop up so yeah a couple of big names bigger names at the like in smaller roles in this film but the main cast was like a bunch of no names when this film came out
0: okay i have a question for you before we even get started on this um how does this movie connect to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Uh,
0: this is a tough connection, so.
1: Nightmare on Elm. I have no idea.
0: So, uh, Nancy, so the one girl that survives the most from the first, Freddy. Like, two or three of them? Yeah. Uh, her name is Heather Langenkamp. Uh, so, after the doing. The actress's name? Yeah, okay. the real name. So, Heather, um, after doing Freddy Krueger movies, and she probably did some other stuff, but she's known for Nightmare on Elm Street. She actually went into the business of doing makeup and special effects in horror and stuff. She has her own business. She did the makeup, the special effects, and monster costumes in this movie. Uh, Her and her group
1: did all this. You will understand that holy crap if you watch this film. The monsters in this film are no joke. There's at
0: least 50 specific different monsters. That
1: you see very clearly. There's yeah. there's quite a few where, that are just like running like blurs blur situation, but there's a there's a lot that you see like and some that they look at, at for a really long time too. That yeah. you like you see close ups like, damn.
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So um it it it's hard to I, I'm trying to my best to be broad about it. So um okay, I can do it like that. So you know in a movie, a horror movie there are certain characters that are there. Uh, you gotta have a stoner, somebody that's on drugs or likes to drink a little too much. You gotta have a jock there. Uh, you gotta have like the virgin
1: and the whore. Yeah, there's always a whore. virgin and a whore.
0: And then uh, usually there's a nerdy guy or some egghead. A
1: nerdy guy or a black guy, and yeah. sometimes both. In this case, it was both. Or usually it's
0: somehow a person that. Is informed about how to take how to kill the thing. They didn't really have that person in the group.
1: No. But usually
0: in horror movies, there's somebody that knows how to get rid of it or has a really good idea. Yeah. And then they die before it. The before plan, they can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Before the plan is enacted. Yeah. So there are four uh, like archetypes of horror in this movie, and it's funny at the beginning. Oh, five.
1: They have all five. Five. Did I say four? Yeah.
0: Okay. that's a five. Um So it's funny at the beginning of the movie. It, it, it's kind of by-the-numbers horror movie, but little by little, just in the background of scenes, you just see really odd stuff happening. Yeah. And toward 45 minutes in, like toward the midpoint of this movie, um, everything just kind of takes a left turn.
1: Yeah, she hits the fan. And it
0: gets it gets really confused, not confusing, just... Uh, the, okay, so this movie, it's a horror movie, and it's about five teens in a cabin getting attacked by... Um, the scary... Thing. Torture monster things. And then there's another layer...
1: On top of that. On
0: top of that. That
1: you find out halfway through the movie. Yeah.
0: So, okay. What would you give this movie? What's your rating for it? Uh,
1: well, the first time I watched it, uh, I came out of this movie super hyped. Like, that was a... F- it was a fucking great movie. Um, so the first time I watched it, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Um, this... This time... I don't know how many times I've seen it in between yeah. now and then. Probably a lot. <laughs> but um, I don't know. The tropes kinda bug me. Like the slutty trope bugs me a lot now and the Yeah,
0: but I mean, but they explain why she is so slutty in it. Like
1: Yeah.
0: I know. I, I, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's just like but, And that's the cool mm, thing
0: about this movie. Uh, they explain all the dumb choices that the teens make in horror movies. They're like, well, why would they do that? That's really stupid. Or why are they running off into the dark to have sex? And it's like, Well, this is happening, yeah. yeah. This is why. And it's, it, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. So all the dumb decisions they make are caused by something, which is really cool. I mean,
1: I guess. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 now. Because watching it the second time, I don't understand. Or th- however many times I've watched yeah. it. Uh, we'll call it the second time. Um, watching it this time, I don't understand how or why they went past the gas station. Oh, yeah,
0: but yeah.
1: <laughs> like that's like that would have been the end of it. There there were several points in this movie where like I don't know. I can't at the beginning of the movie. There's several points at the beginning of the movie where I just feel like, "Oh, that happened. I'm like fucking bye. I'm out." Well, yeah,
0: but that happens in a ton of horror movies. There are blatant warnings to bad things happening, and everybody's like, well, that was really weird. Okay, back on the road. It happens in everything, so... Yeah. It always happens, so... But it just
1: bugs me because at the beginning of this movie, like, literally everyone is smart as fuck. Yeah. Like, Chris Hemsworth is talking, like, some insane econ jargon to the virgin girl who's also super smart, and... The slutty girl is a nursing major, so she, or a pre-med, so she's super smart. Yeah. And the other guy, the um, egghead guy, he's Jesse. He's amazingly smart. Like, it does not make sense. It does not compute that four geniuses and a stoner who's like like, super on edge about everything, would just ignore all of this shit and be like, fuck it, we're going to this weird cabin. Oh,
0: there's a reason. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) I can't wait to actually be able to talk about this freely. But, um, the first time I remember watching it, and, uh... I know I watched it with Katie. It was one of the times she came to visit, but I swear I saw this without you with other friends.
1: I think you saw it after you saw it with me, probably. But,
0: um, I just remember sitting there watching the movie... And um, you can tell how invested I am with a movie if I'm pretty quiet about it. But just physically, um, I'll sit a certain way and I'll actually move closer. I'll get out of my seat and move closer to the screen. And then if I'm smiling, but I just remember towards the halfway point, my brain trying to work out what the fuck is happening. Because it's, it's a lot. A lot happens. But then there's a certain moment, um, the elevator scene. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when I actually sat up and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, I've never seen a horror movie.
1: Take that kind of turn. Yeah,
0: and then after the elevator scene.
1: Yeah, and then chaos.
0: Like, the elevator scene. And that shit was wild. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. Um, Yes, the the third act of this movie is probably one of the coolest third acts in a horror movie. Agreed. Um, It was great. What what I usually whine about in, in a ton of the horror movies we watch is... Um, You see too much of the monster, and then when it gets to the end, it's like, "Ah, I'm a doll. I'm going to stab you. And you're like, it's not as scary because you see it too much. Uh, This movie's a lot different because it's it's more stuff. Yeah, we'll get there. It's so cool when it gets to the end. If anything, the beginning. They focus a lot
1: more on the people rather than the monsters that are... Go coming after them. Yeah.
0: I would say, if anything, the beginning it's a, it's a bit of a slow burn because they have to reveal all the little tidbits yeah. of like, well, why was that guy standing there and why was he talking Walk- to a walkie talkie? And why
1: was that? And why was that? Yeah.
0: And then, and just the, like well, it's
1: tension building. They wow. tension they tension build this movie for a solid like 30, 45 minutes maybe, um, and it's good tension building because you're just like the whole time that everything is happening, you're like, what the Fuck. Yeah. like where's this gonna go and you're just like you're so invested in trying to figure out what's happening that you it's it doesn't even feel like it's been that long until you try to think back to the very beginning of the movie and you're like oh damn that was hella long ago
0: yeah <laughs> so um this type of horror movie um there's a quote i want to read later about it um but it's, it's a really good one from Josh whedon and he it's actually a like a play on Ordinary original type of horror where the teens did really stupid stuff and there was no real reason to do it Uh, he made this movie and he was like I want to make fun of that and uh, Actually, I know I can read it. It, It's nothing really spoiler or anything like that But uh, what he said is um, I love that mixture of thrill of horror that objectification identification thing of wanting definitely for the people to be all right but at the same time hoping they'll go somewhere dark and face something awful. The things that I don't like are kids acting like idiots. The the devolution of the horror movie into torture porn and into a long series of sadistic comeuppances. Uh, Drew and I, Drew Goddard, he helped write it, uh, both felt that the pendulum had swung a little too far in that direction. So um, Yeah,
1: agreed. Yeah, he's
0: complaining about a lot of horror movies and yeah.
1: <laughs> this was two thousand twelve. I think this movie was made in two thousand eleven but it came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um so this is like at the height of like Saw and like, Hostel and Hostel yeah, the there's Hills rid- Have there was like the Hills Have Eyes One and Two, like Human Centipede I think had already yeah, come out. It was ridiculous like
0: ridiculously All this movies. just
1: horribly graphic, just awful shit. And I totally agree with the torture porn because I am not about that life. I can't watch those movies. uh,
0: There's some wild stuff out there. But uh, yeah, this is very refreshing. It's not, I will say, there's some crazy moments in it. But it's nothing bad like the stuff that has been coming out around it. So uh, yeah, this was 10 out of 10. Uh, I've never seen a horror movie like this. And I love when something's different. It makes me think. It makes me smile. It's some of the best shit. Yeah, like, it's really good. It's just like the first Avengers movie. I hold that up to very high regard compared to a lot of stuff that's come out after. Thank you,
1: Joss Whedon, for because both. It was, we appreciate you. It,
0: it was different. like you know, We haven't seen a team-up movie to that point, and it was fucking great. The Lions, Joss Whedon, if anything, if I ever had the money to make a movie, I would hire Joss Whedon on just for...
1: To write j- my script. J- the writing. To write the it's, script.
0: He makes people... He They say the coolest shit. Just like in the Avengers, when Captain America's giving everybody like directions, when they finally get this shit together, and they're on the street, and he's like, Thor, take care of this, do this, do that. And he looks at Hulk, and he's like, Hulk. And Hulk turns, he's like, smash. That's the, the coolest fucking line <laughs> that Captain America could say to Hulk, and then Hulk just smirks and just jumps off, and he starts smashing shit, because that's his job.
1: Um, it's it was so good. it's stuff oh like that. Josh
0: Whedon, man, Whew. that dude uh,
1: yeah. can
0: make a good fucking line.
1: Firefly and Serenity, fuck,
0: Whew. man, it's some of the best, some of the best dialogue I've heard in a horror movie, and it's not ordinary shit. But yeah, <laughs> they say some of the coolest stuff. Uh, the way they great. talk to each other is great. Yeah, like I said, uh, everybody in the movies just got a smart mouth, and it's really good. So uh, yeah, this ten out of ten. It's one of my favorite horror movies like of all time. It's up there with Trick or Treat, uh, um, Trick or yeah. Treat, and uh, we haven't done it. But I love Hatchet. But Hatchet is a torture porn movie. <laughs> but it's fucking great. It's it it makes fun of the old timey horror movies of like a big giant guy with an axe by making a movie about a big giant guy with an axe. But it's just different. Like they scare you in different ways. It's fucking great. This new wave of horror, man. It's, I'm here for it, because it's great. It makes you think, it makes you jump, and like I said, if you can make me jump in a movie, and I smile while you're doing it, you got me. You got me. I'm cool. I paid the $100 to go see a movie, and the 50 bucks for popcorn, fuck it. You know, that's a paycheck that I'll gladly give to the movie theater. But, so, uh, like I said, uh, watch the movie. It is 100% worth it. Yes. You will Watch love this it. movie. Um, so now at this point, it's,
1: it's not that scary. If you're, it's really not. If, if like the scary movie thing is like your problem, the the twist that happens in this film kind of gets rid of the like scariness and definitely makes it worth your while if you're really freaked out about scary stuff. Yeah, like it's it's great.
0: Yeah, no, this this is good. It's it's horror. But it it's, is it is horror, but yeah, it's but not. It's, yeah, it just when you get to the second third half half of. Uh, act of this you, you'll know so uh yeah it's great i i'm ready to talk about it so uh i'm gonna count like to five and then we're just gonna talk about the movie so if you haven't seen it this is the point where you should pause it uh it's, it's about 20 minutes in after i edit it's probably around the 19 minute mark so uh yeah uh, i'm gonna count the five and then we're just gonna talk about this movie straight up okay Okay.
1: All right, spoilers. This so, is spoilers. Watch this movie. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, the the opening scene of this movie, you think it would actually start with the kids, but it doesn't. It starts in just a facility, and uh, the dad from Step Brothers and Eric from fucking Billy Madison are just riding around, and everything's kind of broad what they talk about, but it seems like they're getting ready for something, and they were like, well, the other facilities you know they have this track record and we got to make sure we do it you know we or else something it it seems like there's something scary that's going to happen if they don't get their shit together and the two guys they're not worried about it but oh man it's just from minute one of this movie they're throwing these like it, it seems like you walk into a party late and everybody's talking about something some movie and you're like what what movie and just no one hears you ask that question so you just have to hop on the train yeah. While everybody's talking about it, which sometimes I don't like that feeling in movies. But in a horror movie, it's some of my it, it's the best because ah, it, it's because when the answer is when the question is answered, it's some of the best shit ever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they you meet up with the kids and they're all they're not the typical archetypes, but they you can tell who's who in it.
1: We're not exactly teens. Like, these kids are in college, which is yeah. a little different than you, most horror films. Most horror films take place uh, at a high school. Like, have something to do with oh, high yeah. school. It's like kids on Halloween break or Christmas break or whatever. Like, some dumb shit. And, you know, they're at some dumb high school party and everyone's drunk and acting like idiot 16-year-olds. But yeah. <laughs> these are like college kids who are on, like, summer break or... Something like that. Or just taking well, a weekend. To... Yeah, they're taking a weekend, because they're still, like, studying and shit, so... Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth... I can't remember his fucking name in this. Kurt? Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. So, uh, Kurt, his brother, or cousin, I can't remember. I think his brother...
1: Cousin, his cousin. His
0: cousin gets, um, this news plot of land. It's some, some shack, or in the woods, some cabin in the woods. <laughs> so, um... He's like, well, you can go check it out, and then you know you can hang out with your friends there for the weekend. And he's like, cool. And so he invites his girlfriend Jules, uh, Dana, her friend, and then his buddy Holden, which is such a stupid fucking name. Uh, I know Holden. And then the stoner, probably my favorite character, Marty. Uh, from minute one of when you see Marty, he's just on a different plane because he is ridiculously stoned, and he's throwing out. Just, just facts and and super cool lines the whole time.
1: He's like, like Marlon Wayans in not Marlon Wayans. Sean. No, the the one that's high all the time. It's in Marlon. scary movie. It Marlon. Marlon. Okay. There's, there's too many of them. I'm like, <laughs> I always mix up their names. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, they get on the road, and so they stop for gas, and they stop at this like creepy. A gas station run by this I guess he's some racist confederate dude like it, you there's know. a
1: confederate flag hanging in one of the windows
0: and so um, <clears throat> <clears throat> so it's his job um, to just tell them which direction to go to the Buckner place and then he starts to just say all this ominous shit toward him and you know in a typical horror movie there's always some person that's like I wouldn't go there That place is haunted or it's it's full of bugs and the bugs get in your brain and eat you. And you know, the kids Uh, are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, cool, 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 gramps. So we're going to go that way. Okay, thank you. (laughs) And so they get riding and then um, there's this panning scene. So they go through this tunnel and they're on the side of this cliff driving. And you see this eagle flying along with them and the eagle takes this wide turn and it just stops suddenly in its track. And it's hit this invisible wall and just kind of ignites and falls away. Um, that's one of the first signs of just something is fucking wrong with this place. <laughs> and, this was
1: before Hunger Games, right? Uh,
0: 2012.
1: Before the first Hunger Games movie.
0: Possibly. I, can I don't look know. It up, but it's but.
1: It, basically there's a fucking invisible shield. a la Hunger Games. Like
0: yeah. So something uh, is trying to keep shit out. Or let things in and then trap it in there, uh, and so there are scenes, little tidbits uh, in between, going back to the facility with the two guys, and um, they're getting all this shit ready, and it's it's ah it it, it, it it's kind of infuriating because you're just on, you know, on just the listening side of it, but then they they start doing tidbits of, um, there's some new security guy and he says something about gods and. All the stuff's really weird, and then some scientist girl is like, "Well, yeah, you get used to it, but you know we're doing something very important and something that's needed to you know make sure the world is safe." Yeah, and it's then,
1: super ominous. Yeah, and all then, the th- stuff that happens is happening in the facility is very like you don't actually know what's happening because they're only giving you these tiny little amounts of information. Yeah,
0: and so they move on into the um, the first night. And so they're all getting drunk and having having a little party, and they they start to do a truth or dare situation. And so um, the girl's making out with a, a wolf statue and like a head on the wall.
1: This is the horror girl. Not yeah, the the skanky clearly girl. Clearly not the
0: virgin is, girl. Is making out with stuff, and then out of nowhere, the there's a cellar door and it just busts open on its own.
1: This is point number like five. This is like the fifth time in the movie where I would have just been like, uh, nope, we out. <laughs> like, we're not staying in this fucking house.
0: And so, um, there's something that you learn. Um, the whole time, even before the trip, they have been, um, just not poisoning the kids, but they're adding all these chemicals into like the things they eat and even in a shampoo and stuff that they wear. And they're just getting the kids ready to get to the cabin so they act certain ways. Yeah, and so it like
1: lowers their inhibitions. And... Yeah,
0: and just makes them stupid. Yeah, or dumber than they are. Um, and you can tell what Chris Hemworth, Hemsworth, his character. Um, I don't know if you heard it. Um, I I don't know if it was just like a drunk voice he was doing. He just sounded dumber.
1: Oh yeah, no, he yeah, goes. it was like deeper. he goes from incredibly smart at the beginning of this movie to like mid drinking, like mid truth or dare. He's like super idiotic sounding. Like, yeah. Like, surfer bro, like, super dumb.
0: Yeah. And so, while all of this is happening, um, it's funny, uh, usually the stoner character isn't the voice of reason in horror movies, they're usually just the one that dies first.
1: Except in Scary Movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Shorty (laughs) didn't want to be involved with any of that. Shorty knew
1: exactly what was (laughs) happening.
0: So, it's funny, the whole time, like, when the cellar door pops open, Marty's like, well, that's fucking weird. And they're like... How did that open? And he's like, oh, it must have been the wind. He's like, what fucking wind would have done that? And so <laughs> I the whole time, loud he that. <laughs> he's saying what we would say.
1: He's saying exactly what everyone in the audience is thinking. And like, how of, the fuck did yeah. that open?
0: And it's like, they don't hear him. And so it's, yeah, they're
1: just ignoring him.
0: Yeah. And so it's funny. It's like, Marty is us. And it's odd that he's not affected like they are. And you find out later why he's not affected. And so, um, while all this is happening, he can hear whispering just all the time. He keeps turning. like, What the fuck was that? He's like,
1: Yeah, it's like edging him on to do something. Or yeah, egging him on. He's. It's like go over there, do this.
0: Yeah, I took do it that. as all the kids are getting whispers. Is just he can hear his.
1: Yeah, because he's he. Can, yeah, he's not affected by yeah. the stuff they're doing.
0: So um, to him, the virgin girl gets dared to go down into the cellar. So she goes Uh, And I would have said,
1: fuck all y'all. We're (laughs) we're done being friends. I ain't going in this creepy cellar. Yeah. So she
0: goes to the cellar and she's looking around. With what, like a
1: cell phone flashlight? even (laughs) Like one tiny candle? She couldn't see shit.
0: So um, she finds, there's all these items just in different corners, different spots.
1: Oh my God, there's like 70 porcelain dolls down there, y'all. Yeah, it, it was
0: really creepy, but it's cool because you know that point in a horror movie where they find this weird thing, or they see a book, and they read out of it, just like, uh, uh, fucking Evil Dead, they find the Necronomicon, and the guy's like, oh, I can speak Latin, I'm gonna read out of it, just no reason, like, why would I have to read this out loud, why should I do it, not that, fuck that, hey, it's a book, I'm gonna read it out loud, and it's like, oh, now there's demons, like, raping us and eating our skin, it's like, I don't get why you had to read it, but, Um, everybody kind of splits off and goes into different directions.
1: And starts looking at all this different shit. And they all
0: grab something.
1: Yeah, they all gravitate towards one item.
0: Yeah, and then the music starts building up. So you're like, oh, so this is the thing that they're going to grab and it's going to cause the monster to come out. And so, um, yeah, so they're all about to finish doing whatever to... Start whatever monster was to undo come out. the
1: trap, basically.
0: And then the virgin girl, she's like, "Hey guys, check out this book I found." And they all put their stuff down, and they go over to her, and she's like, "Oh, there's something in Latin." She's reading stuff about this freaky family, and then she's like, "Oh, it's Latin." And she's like, "I think I can read it." And Marty's like, "This is where I draw the line in the fucking sand. Don't read that Latin out loud." Yeah. And they're like, "I'll oh, be fine." And they start reading it, and Marty's like, "Why are we doing this?" And then, so she yeah. finishes the Marty words. Marty out
1: here being yeah. a hero. Mar- Marty's a hero.
0: Marty's my favorite character because he's just on another level this whole movie.
1: Yeah. But um,
0: she finishes the words and lo and behold, out of the ground, outside, a zombie torture family just comes out of the ground. In the
1: same family she was reading about.
0: And so they come out. And at this point, when the zombies come out of the ground and walk toward the cabin, it pans out to a surveillance camera. And you see, back in the facility, um, everybody that works there has have been placing bets on what monster that they will choose to be their doom. And so you, you realize that this whole situation is—it's—they're not forced to do anything, but they leave it up to chance when they get down to the cellar. Because um, the security guy is like, "Well, this is kind of like cheating. Like you're you're forcing them to do it," and they're like, "No." We lead them into the, the cellar. Whatever they touch or start up, that's their issue.
1: It's their own choice. Yeah. It's their own free will. They and, chose what to, what to pick up and what to read and what to look at. Yeah,
0: so people are cheering and people are booing because they picked, like, you know, fucking demons or they picked...
1: Vampires or, you know, and, killer ballerinas and shit.
0: Yeah, and then maintenance and this one intern picked torture redneck no redneck torture zombie family that's yeah. what they chose and that's what they won and so they won the whole pot and so um yeah everybody kind of stays and they watch the situation they're like okay cool um and apparently the torture family has a 100 clearance rate and so they're like we're, we're good we're good tonight america is going to take care of their this side of this we're fine and so it pans back to the kids and so, um, drinking ensues, and Marty is kind of bothered by how Kurt and Jules are talking to everybody and how they're acting. He's like, I've seen them drunk. They don't act like this. They're really smart kids, but they sound like idiots. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we'll be back. We're going to take a walk. hee, And they scoot off. And so, Marty decides he's going to get even higher and read a book in his room. And so... Uh, he was
1: trying to go to sleep, and this motherfucker was reading the book Little Nemo. Yeah, <laughs> which is like the most terrifying book to read if you're trying to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> at least as a kid, for kids, it's like a, it's a children's book. If you've never seen the movie Little Nemo or read Little Nemo, it's about this little kid who falls asleep and then falls into this dreamland where there's these giant like clown things that Damn, are chasing yeah. him. It's really scary. Like, it's freaky.
0: Yeah, it's legit.
1: It's a good. I loved it as a kid, but it's, it's creepy. It's a pretty cool
0: game too. I don't know if you played. Oh the yeah, game. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was. A good, it was a good. It was
0: nice. I enjoyed the game, but um, so Chris Hemsworth and his um, slutty girlfriend, they go off into the woods, and um, so everybody's watching on the camera.
1: In and the I, facility. Yeah,
0: in the facility, and they're kind of watching, you know, a potential sex scene come to fruition, and so she's like, "Oh, it's kind of cold," and then one of the guys. Sets the thermostat in the fucking woods and makes it warmer. Hunger Games. And so they're like, oh, it's kind of dark out here. And they flip another switch and they... they,
1: Bring up the moon.
0: Yeah. And so there's more moonlight. So you find out that it's not woods. Well, it is woods, but it's a fucking stage that they're on. And so they say that... um, Hunger Games. Yeah. So the security guard is like, well, why does she have to get naked and show her boobs? And it's like, well, it's not for us... Uh, it's for the audience. It's for the, the, the people that they need to see it. It's like certain step they have to take. And so that's our first clue that they're doing this for a reason. And so she shows her boobs and they're like, okay, good. Good. We can go to the next step. And the the family, they catch up to Chris Hemsworth and his girlfriend and proceed to murder the girl. Like destroy her.
1: Yeah, they, she gets tore up.
0: And so... As the second she dies, they flip a switch, and a vial of blood breaks open, and uh, it flows down some. Trickles tube.
1: down into like a maze.
0: Yeah, and then thing and, and then they start a prayer, a and and they say something like, um, "We sacrifice this person to ensure that you stay asleep, And they're like, "And we do this to keep you um, happy and sleepy." And then they move on, and it's like, well, what the fuck did that mean? And so I remember this scene in, in the theater. A lot of people were like, what the
1: fuck was that? Yeah, that was weird. Why are they praying?
0: Who are they praying yeah, to? Yeah, it was weird. And so Chris Hemsworth hustles his ass back
1: to the cabin. Yeah, he gets a like instant jolt back to reality when his yeah. girlfriend gets ripped apart in front of him. <laughs> he went from like, dumb as fuck, drunk, high jock to just like smarty pants Chris Hemsworth again and just like fucking bolted back to the back to the thing
0: it's cool the scene after when he gets back into the cabin and he tells them like we need to stick together we need to do this this and that and we'll survive this Mm -hmm. apparently that scene um, it's something called the dailies that um, companies watch of like whatever's done that day so they watched that and they were like oh shit and they were like uh, Red Dawn was getting filmed right around that time. It was like a remake of the original. It wasn't that good. I don't know that what good. that is, but okay. It's it, it's stupid. But um, Hemsworth got that job because of that scene of him telling them all like they need to stick together. Because it was oh, like, yeah. oh, he's gonna be an action hero, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. And
0: then that scene got him the job for Thor because Joss Whedon. I don't know if Joss Whedon wrote Thor or he helped with it.
1: He had to have helped with it. But
0: he was like a big component. Joss Whedon was a
1: big part of all of Phase 1. Yeah, he was a tomorrow. big component of
0: it and he was like, you should really go for this. Like, I think you can get it. Apparently his brother was getting eyed for it first. Liam? Yes.
1: Boo! Yeah. That would have been dumb. Good job, Joss Whedon. You chose right. Chris and and you, was know, the right choice.
0: you know who recommended Liam?
1: Miley Cyrus?
0: No. Well, they didn't meet by then.
1: Yeah, they fucking... already done they were already a thing. They did the fucking the last song. Get okay, out of here. You don't
0: know <laughs> um Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh. He's uh he's a movie. What's director. his name? Guy Ken- Ritchie? Kenneth no. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, I don't
1: know. He's done
0: tons of movies. Uh really good ones too. Yeah. But yeah, Gilderoy. Gilderoy was like, no, Liam's the one.
1: See, my knowledge of other movies that he's done is so small. All oh. I've got is Gilderoy Lockhart, so at least, he sucks.
0: There's at least three movies. Oh, you, I'm you sure. Be like,
1: oh, oh I'm so. sure. I'm sure, but I don't really pay t- m- very much attention to most directors, so. Hey, kitty. So, uh,
0: at this point, um, the directors in the back, the two guys, are pissed off at the facility because Chris Hemsworth it's starting to sound like the hero of the movie. And they don't want a hero in the movie because they're going to cause problems and potentially... They need everyone to die. Yeah, to potentially ruin what they're trying to do. And so they let out these pheromones and Chris Hemsworth like, yeah, we need to stick together. We can do this, guys. And then the pheromones hit and he's like, no, we should split up. We can cover more ground like that. And everybody else is like, well, yeah, fuck it. You, whatever you, you say is good, Yeah. And they're like, okay, good. Yeah. And then they no all one split even,
1: up. No one even, like, re- recognizes or realizes that literally two seconds ago he was like, let's stick together. And then, like, no, nah, let's split up.
0: But it's funny. <laughs> right when um, uh, Jesse says, like, yeah, that's a great idea, Marty in the back playing the everybody role was like, how is that a good plan? But at that point, the monsters were breaking into the house. And so they split up going to their little cabins, and, uh, it, ah, man, Marty's so fucking cool, and so at this point, he starts to hear more whispering, and he's freaking out, he knocks over a lamp in his room, and he finds a hidden camera in it, and he's like, what the fuck, and he's pulling at the camera, and it's, it's laced all the way through his room, and so he's like, holy shit, we're on, like, a hidden camera show or something, And he's like, oh, my parents are going to be so disappointed in me. (laughs) And at this point, he gets grabbed out of the window by one of the zombies. And so he gets dragged off. And um, it seems like he dies. He dies off screen. And there's a lot of screaming and a lot of, like, wet sounds of stabbing. And so another vowel gets broken. And they pray some more. But then there's some tremors that go off. And so they're like, oh, I guess they're getting excited down there watching this. And so, um, a lot more screaming, a lot more fighting ensues. And so, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Jesse, and the virgin girl run out of the cabin, and they make it into the the RV that they were in, and they drive, they're going to get the hell out of there. And so, they're driving towards the tunnel, and uh, you find out in the facility, they're like, oh, they're driving back towards the tunnel, whatever, they'll all die, we'll be fine. And they're like, the tunnel's not closed. And apparently, someone was supposed to blow up the tunnel so they can't escape. And so it's a mad dash. It's weird to to think who's the good guy and the bad guy. Because there's moments, it looks like the people in the facility seem like good people. But they're trying their damnedest to make sure these children die. <laughs> these, well, these college kids, they have to die. And so um, they blow up the um, tunnel. And then Chris Hemsworth gets the idea of, well, fuck it. I can jump this gap on my bike. He's like, I've jumped bigger gaps. And they're like, okay.
1: Yeah, he had a little dirt bike with him.
0: Yeah, he's like, you can do this, bro. And so Hemsworth looks like the cool badass man on the bike. He does the jump. It looks beautiful. He's got all the room in the world. And then, blam, he hits that wall that you see at the beginning of the movie that the eagle hit. The and
1: electromagnetic fence wall.
0: And that bike explodes and he instantly dies and he falls so far down to his doom.
1: <laughs> Forever and ever and ever.
0: And so uh it's just now Jesse, it's the smart kid and the virgin. They hop back in the RV and Jesse's like, We'll get we're gonna get out of here. And the virgin girl has realized that Marty knew what was up the whole time. He's like somebody's watching us and controlling what we're doing. And I so
1: I always feel like somebody's <laughs> watching me. Gonna get no privacy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Jesse takes a knife to the neck, and they, the RV drives into the water.
1: Whoo! That knife to the neck comes out of nowhere. Yeah, too. It, was,
0: it was it was ridiculous. And so the girl swims out of the RV, and she makes it to this dock, and she's laying there crying. And so at this point, the camera pans back out back to the facility, and it's a party now. Everybody's cheering, they're dancing in the facility. And so the security guy... They
1: assume everyone's dead except the virgin.
0: Yeah. And so the security guy's like, well, why is everybody cheering now? And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Everybody else is dead. The final girl, she can stay alive or she can die. It doesn't matter. Just like in a typical horror movie. Sometimes they survive and they kill the thing. And sometimes they save the day, but they die in the end. And so, yeah. And so they say, like, it doesn't matter. We did our job. Now we're going to go get drunk. And so everybody's happy and dancing around. And while this scene's going, you can see in the background, the main girl, well, the last girl, she's getting her ass kicked by, like, the dad of the zombie family just getting thrown around. And it's, like, this happy music. I think this is an Speed Speedwagon song. Yeah, I don't know. It's some really nice song. And so um, the two guys get a call from up top, like, the boss, and she's talking to him. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's impossible. Like, they died. And he turns back to the screen. He's like, well, who's still alive? And lo and behold, it's our boy Marty. He comes back to save uh, Dana. Dana Dana's her name. I always call her the virgin girl. So you find out. Yeah. (laughs) So you find out Marty didn't die when the zombie dragged him off screen. He actually fought for his fucking life. And he chopped him up. And then Marty found a secret compartment. And he found an elevator. And so he's been dicking around with the electrical wires this whole time in the movie. And so he came back to save everybody else. And so he realizes that it's just him and Dana. And so he's like, fuck it. I know a way out of here. And she's like, well, where are we going? He's like, we're going down. He's like, do we want to go that way? He's like, that's all we got. And so they hop on this elevator. And they go down. an elevator, it's, you know how, um, like in hospitals, The elevator has two entrances, like openings to it. Well, these openings are just straight glass. And so the elevator stops and it's like right next to two other elevator spots. And uh, a really scary looking werewolf just runs at the glass and hits it and
1: bounces back. I jumped so high. Like the entire theater (laughs) the first time we saw this film, everybody fucking jumped, Otis included. Everybody jumped when that werewolf hits the glass. It
0: comes out of nowhere, and there's no warning that there would it's be a darkness. werewolf in the movie. It just It's complete
1: happens. darkness, and then this werewolf pops up out of nowhere, and you're just like, holy shit. It got me again this, this time, and I've seen <laughs> this movie a whole bunch of times. Like, every time I watch this film, I forget that that werewolf is there, and I fucking, <laughs> like, it scares me every time. So,
0: after they see the werewolf, the uh, elevator starts back up, and it takes them to another spot, and they're like, fuck, something else is going to jump out at us. And so, this time, it's like a... A weird ghost lady, just
1: like a banshee or something, and it's just like floating and screaming kind of at the glass.
0: Yeah, and so they move again, and then they split up because both sides are something to look at. And so Marty sees a little girl in a ballerina outfit, and he goes up to her because he's real curious about what she's doing. And lo and behold, her face is multiple rows of teeth in a giant shark teeth. It's, it's creepy looking. And Dana goes her way and she sees a guy holding uh, one of the toys in the cellar that uh, Chris Hemsworth this was actually messing with. This little
1: globe thing that Chris Hemsworth was messing with. But the dude has fucking saws, like circular saws sticking out of his fucking skull. So, the um, makeup in this, like that scene, the makeup is so good. That one character, I'm just like... Shit, that was
0: so awesome <laughs> so that character he's actually a um he's based off a of pinhead from the hellraiser movies um so chris hemsworth when they were in the cellar uh he was messing with a toy where it was like a um like a puzzle and so he's twisting around pressing buttons and so just like in hellraiser there's a cube trap puzzle thing that you have to mess with and if you open it all the way through, you solve the puzzle, your prize is sadist, freaky people that have sex with you until you die. And that's, that's your gift. Uh, you go to hell and they just fuck you until what you die. What a
1: sweet gift.
0: You die. And they torture. So it's like torture sex. And uh, that's that's Hellraiser. That's the main idea of the Hellraiser movies. Uh, nosy people mess with a puzzle and they get fucked to death.
1: That, that's Christ. it
0: and uh yeah, Clyde barker man he's a weird dude so if you've never seen hellraiser that's what you're in for just creepy people like i yeah i like doing weird stuff to people it makes me happy oh you open the puzzle i'm gonna do weird stuff to you because it makes me happy <laughs> and then people trying to get away because they don't want weird shit happening to them but um the so dana finally understands that uh, they chose their, the form of their destructor in the basement, and she's upset because they all died. Well, all her friends are dead. And so finally, the, um, um, the director comes down, Sigourney Weaver, and she's talking to everybody there, and she's like, you got to find these kids, and the, the stoner has to die first. He has to die first, or the world is in danger. And she, she said that the, the old gods, the ones that were in charge before us, will wake up and they'll destroy everything. So every country in the world um, tries to do their job. Every I don't know if it was annually. Every year they have to do this. I think it was every year. I, I think, think it's every year. Um, all the countries around the world try to sacrifice... It, essentially, they're trying to make their own horror movie. And so there was cameras... In every other country, and everybody's failed. I think it was in Buenos Aires, there was a giant just monster, and it got destroyed. In uh, Japan...
1: Uh, <laughs> Japan's is so cute. Probably
0: the, the coolest one. There's a room, a uh, classroom full of little girls, and one of the girls is a fucking ghost, and she's floating around. Like just, Samara
1: from the ring.
0: Yeah, and she's terrorizing the girls, and the girls are like, holy shit, and they're trying to get out of the room. And so you find out later that the girls have formed a circle around the ghost and they're singing this happy song and they transfer the the ghost's soul into a frog.
1: And now it's a happy frog. So Japan, the experiment in Japan fails because the little kids... The
0: little girls can sing and save people. And so it's all up to America. They're the only ones. They have to do it or everything's fucked. And so now it's a race against time to save the world. And so once again, it's one of these moments of like... Holy shit, they're trying to save the world. And these kids are like, fuck, I don't want to die. So it's a very... People are torn because I don't want to (laughs) die. But, I, you know, they seem to be cool with the fact of killing people to stay alive. So they've been doing it long enough that they're kind of numb to the fact of that. And so um, they hop out of the elevator. Um, One guy comes in to try to kill Marty. And Zombie Hand, Zombie Hand saves their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the zombie that he chopped up and tried to kill him and he turns as they leave the elevator and he's like thanks zombie hand and zombie hand proceeds to I don't know what he's going to do to that man's face just smushed. it <laughs> and so um, they're getting shot at by soldiers because soldiers have a kill on sight just directive and so they hop into this like room by the elevators and they find a big like a control room. Yeah, a control room and they find a big red button and it says purge and so system, system purge. System purge. And so they look at each other and they're like, fuck it, let's get the party started. And they, they press that bad boy. And this is the scene I was talking about.
1: Ooh, this is the turning point in the film where you're just like, Holy shit.
0: So when they press the system purge, that made the elevators all
1: there's like release okay, them. So they're so the command center that they're in is at the end of this hallway. And the hallway is lined with elevators. There's like eight or ten elevators probably on the like along this hallway thing where all these guards are. So all the guards are in the hallway, facing the command center, shooting at the command center, trying to uh, kill the kids. And so they're in the middle of all these elevators right now.
0: And uh, the elevator door is open and instantly a giant fucking snake comes out. A, uh, I guess I can and only... When he says
1: giant, he means like fucking Harry Potter basilisk giant, yeah. not like a boa constrictor giant, like fucking ginormous snake.
0: And it grabs a man and just rips him apart. There is a fucking ghost or a banshee thing.
1: The banshee thing that rips somebody's soul out yeah. like immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, you see a guy, he turns, he's like, "What the fuck?" And this banshee thing grabs it, and you just see a blue
1: like soul, like soul. body, Comes like out body. lift out
0: of the body. And the body just falls over. And I'm like, he, that man's insta-dead. And yeah. there's a, apparently I read, there's a flying purple people eater in that first wave. He was up top.
1: Oh, man. And, I love that song. Yeah. And, and they, that movie. They added
0: it. And so, uh yeah. I wonder
1: if, it's, if it looks like the one from the movie, from the 80s. I don't
0: know. Probably. And so the first wave of soldiers are... Promptly fucked.
1: Annihilated. They get annihilated by creatures. And so the
0: second squad gets there, and the room, the hallway is completely red. It's covered
1: in blood. The elevator doors are closed.
0: Completely red. And there's like two zombies eating on a body. And the zombies kind of turn and look, and the elevator doors open again.
1: And the elevator doors open, and everybody gets fucked And a
0: new wave of monsters come out. And just everything that you've seen in those scenes. Yeah, and there's
1: like a huge vampire bat, and... There's
0: all sorts of shit in that. It's oh ridiculous, my God. and so this scene. So um, there's a there's a show. Uh, it was on a Cartoon Network called Super Jail. If you've ever seen it, it's ridiculous. It's a 15 minute show, but the usually the last five minutes is what I call a splash page cartoon, where it's just madness on the screen, and every inch of the screen something's happening. And it's some of my favorite types of pictures. You know, you can get these real cool-ass pictures where there's fan service everywhere. Um, the next 15, 20 minutes of this movie is fan service. Oh, Every for sure. Every inch of the screen, somebody is dying to something specific and unique. Um, so Joss Whedon made the movie. Um, there are Reavers from Serenity and Firefly in it, and they are yeah. fucking people up. yeah. Uh, just about... Apparently, there are bad guys from the Buffy series.
1: Oh, that doesn't surprise me. In it. That doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah, so... Because
1: Joss Whedon owns all that makeup. Yeah, Joss that, Whedon... like Or not the makeup, but all the, like... Uh, prosthetics and stuff like yeah. it's all belongs to him why not it's yeah. all his property so Josh Fuck Whedon it.
0: added just about anything he could that he had an idea it would every like.
1: monster that he could think of that wasn't like a, an official property of somebody some other franchise he put in this film
0: yeah it's like there's
1: it's non specific murderers and yeah like, and there's you know, hella zombies there's killer clowns there's yeah. <laughs>
0: bulletproof killer clowns yeah bulletproof killer clowns. like taking bullets to the chest and laughing as they walk toward people and stab them oh fun fact so um on the list of monsters for the the betting pool at the bottom there was something called kevin that's all it was just Mm -hmm. the word kevin so it's actually uh you remember from sin city elijah wood's character
1: uh yeah he was like
0: the cannibal that was beating the shit out of mickey rourke yeah skinny dude it was kevin Oh him. my
1: god! And apparently it's
0: not Elijah Wood, but apparently there's a character somewhere. It's just it. Uh, what Joss Whedon? If it's said, not Elijah
1: Wood, then what's the point? I know, but I the mean the only your only, only other option is Daniel Radcliffe. If yeah. you're not going to get Elijah Wood, you have to have Daniel Radcliffe because they look the same. But that's the only option. Yeah. Though. So Joss
0: Whedon, uh, he said that Kevin is just a normal dude you could see working at like Target, but then he starts eating you. <laughs> and so apparently in the scene somewhere, just a normal there's just dude. There's a normal
1: dude eating? Just
0: walking, and you're like, oh shit, that's Kevin. Kevin from Sin City, and he's about to karate the fuck out of somebody.
1: Well, yeah, it makes sense that they weren't <laughs> able to get the rights to actual Kevin, oh, actual yeah. Elijah Wood, all of that. And then, um,
0: apparently, oh, and on the list, apparently were Deadites from Evil Dead. Yeah. And an angry molesting tree.
1: Angry molesting tree? What's yeah. What's that from? Evil Dead.
0: Oh. There's a really, it's like the Whomping Willow's, like, weird drunk uncle. Yeah, horny cousin? Okay. <laughs> it's mean. But, um, Yeah. Um, the next 20 minutes they're ridiculous and everything's falling apart for the guys in the facility random people are getting eaten by shit everyone
1: in the facility is getting murdered and so
0: the two facility members that we've been following this whole time they're trying to keep shit together And uh, the wall blows open and the scarecrow monsters come in and kill the security guy. The nice security dude that did nothing wrong. That's only
1: been working there for like, you know, it's his first day on the job or whatever. Yeah, Always that guy.
0: He's getting stabbed up. He pulls a grenade and blows up the scarecrow people that are on him. And so um, the bad guy from Billy Madison, he falls over, West Wing guy. And the whole movie, I forgot to say, the whole movie he wanted a merman to pop up. That's, yeah, that's the monster he Cause wanted Because somebody,
1: someone in the, when they were in the cellar, like trying to pick their poison, somebody had a, a Chris Hemsworth, I think, had yeah. a conch shell and like almost blew into it and then didn't. um Yeah, so he was just hoping he's <laughs> West Wing guy's been hoping beyond hope all this whole time that it was a mermaid was gonna pop up, a merman was gonna pop up and yeah. murder everybody. And
0: then finally, at the end, you hear this like like wet slapping sound, and like lo a and behold. A merman pops up and all he can say is, "Oh come on," and it jumps on his face and starts eating it, and then blood shoots out of the blowhole. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a scene from this movie.
1: Yep, <laughs> and, yep, that is that's the scene.
0: And so it flips back to the to the college kids and they're running for their lives because they've seen way too many people die. And so Sigourney Weaver meets up with him, and she tells him the full story. Like, "Hey, we have to sacrifice." You
1: forgot the part where they stab. The oh dad yeah, from stepdad, uh, from stepbrothers. Yeah, so um,
0: the last facility guy, he's running because he's getting away from all the monsters in the room. They round the corner and Dana just has a knife just out. She's not in stab mode, but she had the knife in front of her. Stabs she's the guy. Prepared. Yeah, stabs the guy in the gut, and he realizes it's her. It's the final girl, and he sees Marty, and he grabs her arm. And he's like, "Please, you kill, have to kill him." him. And yeah. they're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" He's like, "You have to, like." And he dies. And so, you know, Dana kind of, like, sits there for a second. And they keep running. And then Sigourney Weaver pops up and she says, Hey, we have to sacrifice people every year to keep, to keep the people that were in charge sleep.
1: You forgot to say where they end up, where they are when they meet up, when she meets them. Um, they end oh, up in the room.
0: Oh, so the whole time when the vials crack, every time someone dies... It, um, it, like,
1: fills up this jigsaw puzzle, or this puzzle, like, this maze thing uh, with blood.
0: Yeah, so it's pictures of every archetype in the movie. So there's a so, picture of the athlete and the, the, the scholar.
1: And the whore.
0: And the whore and the and virgin the, and the fool. Yeah. And so that's where the blood is going to, like, make these yes, giant murals. So, so
1: at the end, when the kids are running away, they they end up running down this flight of stairs and end up in the middle of this huge, like, circular... Room that has these five map things around them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. But, um, so, Zagoril Uver's like, we have to, he has to die, or the whole world is at, at stake. And so, um, Dana, for a second, kind of has, has a uh, lapse in judgment, and she actually pulls the gun on Marty. And Marty's like, what the fuck? Like, we can make it out of this. We're fine. And so she tells him that she's sorry that she has to do this. And then right behind Dana, there's the giant werewolf. And so Marty's like, well, I'm sorry, too. And then Dana proceeds to get mauled by this werewolf. She drops the gun that they have. And Marty, not being that much of a douchebag, shoots at the werewolf. And it runs off. And Sigourney Weaver proceeds to try to murder this kid because he has to die to save the world. And they're running out of time because sun, the sun's about to come up. And if he's not dead, those old gods are going to wake up and they're going to destroy the world. And I, from what I assume they mean by gods is like the titans... I don't think it's Zeus in them because I don't think they'd be that douchebaggy. Well, but like that, Kronos in them. Well, I
1: assume that they were coming from Tartarus, so it wouldn't be actual gods. It would be the Titans or. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the Titans. Yeah,
0: I was thinking like Kronos and all of them yeah, would yeah, wake yeah. up or. Yeah. So um, they fight, and uh, Sigourney Weaver gets killed by the last zombie member of the family. So this whole time, she's been slow walking toward them, just like a typical zombie. And she finally makes it to him, and she misses and hits the wrong person. <laughs> and Sigourney so Weaver's dead. They kick the zombie, Instagram Weaver's body. Over the edge. Over the edge. And they sit there, and they're like, well, um, I guess we caused the end of the world. And then Marty's like, well, I guess, I mean, the world's shitty. If we have to die, or people have to die every year to keep the world going and fuck this place what's the
1: point yeah Yeah,
0: might need to start over
1: and in true stoner fashion he pulls out a fucking blunt and they get high
0: and then uh oh so before this so um the reason marty is so like woke in this movie is because they didn't check all of his marijuana like a typical stoner he had the good shit hidden and so they didn't treat that and marijuana. He had so
1: much weed yeah. on him. Yeah, when no they marijuana. get in the fucking van, they're like on the way uh, up to the cabin in the minivan. They there's a scene where uh, they're all chit chatting, and Marty is sitting at this table like rolling blunts, and he has fucking like ninety blunts in front of him that he has already rolled, and he's still got a big ass pile. Yeah, like <laughs> it's insane.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, so they didn't treat that weed. And so, Marty has been just... Normal. Or, if anything, that weed was making him a little more, like, perceptive of things. But probably, if you're just normal, nothing's wrong with you, you probably hear these sight whispers, and everything seems like a stupid fucking idea to you. Oh, yeah. Because Marty the whole time is like, this is dumb. Like, we should not go down to that basement. They're like, no, let's go real quick. He's like, why?
1: Why are we doing this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, at the end of the movie, um, there's this giant earthquake and a giant hand comes out and just slams its hand onto the world and then that's the end of the movie so um
1: so the titans have escaped there's a possibility for a sequel but we have heard zero things about a sequel
0: actually someone asked uh joss whedon and drew good when they were at some panel they're like is there gonna be a sequel to the movie and they turn and look at the, the person and they say did you not see the ending and they're like what do you mean he's like the world is it's over. The Titans got out. They destroyed the world. And they're like, that's the end. That Everybody died.
1: Yeah, but I want to watch the Titans. Like, I just want a movie with the Titans.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I want
1: Joss Whedon to make a Titan movie that isn't shit,
0: so... I suppose, but yeah, everybody's dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the world ends, sadly. But um, this movie's fucking amazing. Um, it's funny, so the, a couple of the tropes that they do... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where the, the stoner or the druggy, alcoholic person survives till the end. I mean, they still all died. But they they saved the... They don't save the day. <laughs> they actually cause it. <laughs> they're bad people. But I've never seen a stoner make it this far into a movie. Usually they're one of the first ones to go down. Uh, sans, like the black person or the slutty girl. They're usually pretty quick, but... But Marty did amazing for being—he wasn't a dummy. He was actually a smart stoner. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, Joss Whedon, he always thought that'd be really cool to have someone um, out of the tropes of horror movies—the ones that shouldn't survive actually survive. He thought that'd be really funny. Um, I've I've had ideas of horror movies, and I always wanted like, like a slutty girl that did drugs. And the drugs actually help her. She's, like, running away from something to, like, get to the safe point. And she's on all types of, like, crack and just breaks off because she's a crackhead. And she gets away and the monster can't catch her. And I always thought that'd be the funniest goddamn thing. Not that crack's, crack's not funny. But being a crackhead gives you super speed. <laughs> just like many movies say, you're not catching a crackhead. They're, they're gone gone. <laughs> So, um, this movie's amazing, and it was, it, it's a breath of fresh air. It, it goes over all of the tropes that are compared to horror movies, all the stupid shit that people do, and it, it gives you a prime example why that thing happened. Anytime they pick up a weapon too long, someone would press a button, and it would give them a slight shock, and they would drop the weapon, just like it happens in horror movies. They'll kill something and they'll have like a knife in their hand, and they're like, oh, I'm scared, and they'll drop it for just no reason. Well, the reason is because they had a slight shock to their hands, and their hand kind of released, and they just thought it was just a natural thing. They didn't want it anymore. Anytime they went and did something stupid, it was because a voice was telling them to do it. Uh, This movie's amazing, and it just explains why horror movies are so fucking stupid by being a stupid horror movie, but with the layer of it's really smart. So like I said, if you haven't seen this movie, give it a fucking shot. It's fucking great. Uh, I've watched this with people that really don't like horror movies. And they were like, this is fucking great. It was, yep. it was the one of the best horror movies I've seen ever. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. We need more movies like this to get people in. Because I watched this one and they're like, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, what's another one? And I'm like, well, watch this one. And they're like, yeah, it wasn't that scary. I'm like, thank you. Some people, it's hard to get them in the horror because people want to show them the scariest shit. I think you should show somebody some of the cool stuff. Like like Get Out would be a good good one to get people in.
1: Yeah, it's
0: weird, but I don't think it's it's not like fucking like Friday Thirteenth horrifying or anything no. like that. It'd be a good one. And sometimes some of this new stuff, it's weird enough that people aren't terrified the entire time. I mean,
1: if you aren't into horror. There are a couple of reasons that people typically aren't into horror. Sometimes it's because they can't handle the scariness of it. Yeah. And a lot of times, more often than not, at least most of the people that I know, it's because they don't like the blood and guts of it all, mm. which does eliminate most horror. Like even the like Happy Go Lucky doesn't really end that bad horror is usually still pretty bloody. Like this film was like took a twist but was very bloody like so someone who isn't really into that wouldn't like this film. Um, but if you if the blood doesn't bother you, then I would say when if you're going to start horror, it's okay to start with the early like the the beginning Freddy movies, the beginning Michael movies, the beginning Jason movies because at this point they are not scary. Oh, like not they, at all. they're so clearly old like Not old in a bad way, but, like, technology has come so far, and the stuff that you watch in just, like, regular, like, just watching the news is worse than what's happening in these movies. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, it's, which is really fucking sad, but it, like, doesn't even phase you anymore. It's fucking weird, but give horror a shot. Give it another shot. Don't go straight to, like, Saw and the torture porn style movies. Don't even, if someone tells you to watch Hostel or Human Centipede... Tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you tell them. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, go back and watch the the easy stuff. The early, the main bad guys of horror. You you know the main guys. And then this film is definitely a good starter too. There's a lot of um, different characters that'll intrigue you.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, since we have had a lot of time to think about it, uh, do you have a uh, seven word synopsis?
1: I have several. Oh, rock on okay so the stoner knew it was a trap that's my first one my second one was what does the saw faced guy do because they show that dude several times but they never show him actually like using his power or fighting anyone like they just he's just there and ominous and he looks like he could fuck some shit up. Yeah, he was a and, big dude. Yeah, he was a huge dude, and the saws were scary as fuck. And that little trap thing that he had, whatever it was in his hands, was looking terrifying and was just ominous. And I'm like, I want to know what the fuck that guy does.
0: Probably saws you up.
1: That's my assumption, but I'd like to have seen it in action. Because yeah. they built him up, and they had him on set for however many days it took to shoot that final, like, I don't know, 70 p- monster battle at the end, and... They never showed him actually doing anything. Yeah.
0: What? Oh, keep going. But I okay. have something. Okay.
1: And then my last one is Chris Hemsworth gets exploded, Hunger Games style.
0: <laughs> yeah, he got fucked up proper he in did. this movie. He did. It's a shame. I I would have liked to have actually seen him get murdered by something. And I his... mean,
1: his first few films that's what his, that's what his role was get exploded. Yeah. This film and uh, Star Trek. Get exploded. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what I was thinking when you brought up uh, Sawface Dude, um, I'm actually sad that they didn't have a ton of money. So, this movie, um, the original company that was financing it and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they went out of business. So, this movie, it took a couple of years to. Who was for the it. original company? MG. Not MGM. Uh, what was the company? I mean,
1: MGM did kind of go out of business for a while.
0: Uh, poop. Oh, MGM. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MGM fell apart when this movie was working and worked on. They finished it. MGM got tore. But they didn't think they were gonna be able to, you know, finance it and send it out. But the I forgot what company picked it up and they were like, this movie's fucking amazing. And they're like, you seriously? Like, no, we'll 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 give you the money to finish like working this out. No, this movie needs to be seen, and it did good. Uh, it could have did better. But it did great. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish they had the money to make alternate scenes. Not a full movie, but like have someone else press one of the other items in the cellar. Oh
1: yeah! Instead of picking the, the and then just have the monster just
0: like appear somewhere. Yeah. Like like the saw guy when he finishes the puzzle and the saw guy is just like outside the door and he's like about to walk in, or yeah. the mer- the merman. He blows to the conch and to see the water and he just comes out and yeah. he's like waddling his ass up well, to I the think cabin. This, I
1: think this film would have done a lot, Would have, it definitely would have done a lot better had it come out after Thor. Yeah. If they had waited until after Thor to drop this film. Well no, because this came out in 2012, this had to have been after Thor.
0: I, think, uh, I don't know.
1: 2012 was Avengers 1.
0: No, it couldn't have been because okay, I don't know. Well, because it, this that film, because
1: this film was filmed into like early two thousand eleven
0: or ten, possibly
1: something like that. It yeah. was filmed a lot. It was filmed a lot earlier than it was actually like let out in the theaters. But I don't know. Well, that's weird. Then it's weird that it didn't do better because Thor would have already come out, so Chris Hemsworth would have already had name recognition.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's still a horror movie, so some people aren't gonna go watch it. Because they're like, oh, that's scary. I'm not watching that. Yeah, that's fair. It was just a shame because it's not super scary, yeah. but it's smart. That's what I'm saying. People have these preconce- you know, preconceived notions also, about stuff.
1: Also, why did Chris Simmers not take his shirt off? I'm asking the real questions here, ladies. Why? Why? I don't know. That's stupid.
0: I don't know. But uh,
1: His whole scene, like the main part of his fucking storyline was to go out and have sex with his girlfriend in the grass. And she got all the way naked, and he still had all of his clothes on. Not even a button unbuttoned on his shirt. Yeah. You had Chris Hemsworth on your fucking cast, and you didn't make him take his shirt off? I don't know. Dumb.
0: I don't know. So, my my seven-word synopsis, I got, weed keeps you paranoid and fucking alive. (laughs) Because Marty... (laughs) 100% 100% was looking at the fucking ceiling like God was talking to him anytime he heard a whisper. And he was like, What the fuck was that? And he's like, losing his mind. He thinks he's losing his mind. And every idea that came up, he's like, That's not smart. <laughs> but it was like he was legit talking to himself because no one could hear him. Uh, that weed kept him going. And yep. good yeah. Good job, weed. <laughs> good job, drugs. Actually saving the day for once.
1: Only in this movie.
0: Don't. I can't think of another movie where drugs actually help they don't well, Captain America
1: mm kind of that's not really- it's not a drug that he's taking all the time.
0: he took it once that's <laughs> drugs, drugs are in his body. it's like turbo steroids.
1: that last for hundreds of years. Know, he was in fucking
0: ice and didn't die. We don't know what the fuck that shit is
1: That's what I'm saying it's not that's like saying that the gamma rays that fucked Hulk up are was also drugs like. This. Drugs. I
0: don't know. Okay, so this movie came out April thirteenth, two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do you think the budget was for this?
1: A lot. Um, Joss Whedon already had a significant month, like a decent <laughs> amount of money and a reputation already in the industry for putting out quality film, quality stuff. Um, kind of niche at the time, but. Yeah. But definitely quality uh, programming. Um, I am only saying that the budget is high. Like, yes, Joss Whedon had money or was famous at that point, but the amount of like bad guys and CGI that you see in the yeah. in the elevator scene and in the all the murders that happen in the facility, like after the elevators open and all the like crazy bad guys come out yeah that alone had to have taken a lot of money if that part was not part of this movie like if they had ended it with just like the five kids in the cabin and like all of their trials and tribulations with the zombie family this movie would have been like a couple million dollars like yeah. 10 million dollars because it was you know 2012 10 million dollars and it would have been nothing but i have a feeling that the budget was probably a lot higher than that because of all the cgi that would have had to been like you had to pay tons of people to do CGI on each one of these animals yeah. and like on each one of these characters. And then there was all the makeup and props department and all of this. And the like the elevators or the cages that the, all the animals are in. There's a scene in the, when um, the stoner and the virgin are coming down in the elevator where they, you know, where they see the wolf and it jumps out at you and they see the saw man. It pans out at some point and you see this giant grid jail, Of glass, how like glass little cages that has hundreds of ant like crazy things in them. You see giant spiders and you see clowns and you see like you see tons of stuff. So because of those cup those couple of scenes right there, I'm gonna go with 25 million probably budget. Uh,
0: budget wise was 30 million.
1: Oh, I almost said 30. God damn it. I should have just fucking said it. Damn it. I was going to say 30 million.
0: Okay. So, how much do you think this movie actually made?
1: Um, You said it didn't do well. So, I'm going to go with like 60
0: million. 66.
1: Ooh. So, it, yeah, made, it made
0: double, but.
1: That's not really good. It, in, it's in a these, shame for. In these days. It's a shame
0: for what this movie was that it only did double. This movie probably could have did triple digits if. It came out at the right time.
1: Well, I think um, their casting kind of brought them down to, like, I think if they had cast at least one of the girls as someone who was well-known yeah. at the time, um, it would have done better. Like, oh, yeah. Not that I necessarily... Like, I really liked the, the girls that they had, but mm-hmm. if they had had someone who was more recognizable, even someone from, like, a horror genre, like, from the horror genre already that has a bunch of horror titles under her belt... Um, I think that would have boosted this movie's success a lot. Cause, oh, for sure. Because Chris Hemsworth and Jesse Williams can only go, only do so much. Like, that's only fan service to people who watch Grey's Anatomy and people who actually like Thor. And, like, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most people who like Chris Hemsworth because of Thor like him because of his body, not because of his acting abilities. And a lot of those people aren't necessarily going to go watch a horror film.
0: Yeah. No, Thor got good in the third one and on. <laughs> Thor movie, was it was rough. I don't even think I've seen the, thir- the first one all the way through. And I for sure haven't seen the second one all the way through. And that's bad when a Marvel movie, I get sleepy You've on. seen it all the way through. I, okay. Uh, I don't remember it. But uh, yeah, it ain't good. But third one was fucking great. And I was like, man, just make it like this at the, the beginning. First,
1: the first one was good. You just have to have an appreciation for the this- story the long storytelling of it. Yeah,
0: I just I've never really been a fan of Thor. It's, it's slow. It's weird. the first
1: one is really slow.
0: Out of all the Avengers, Thor is always like kinda meh. Of, he's just there. In the comics he's just there. After those movies, and then they gave him more bigger roles, but he can really die. And and even yeah. in the comics he's No he's, for, no he's real, the forever and
1: ever and ever. There's no real hero. threat.
0: And so usually his problems are well, it's well, like yeah. Superman. His problems That's is... That's
1: why we need a Superman versus Thor like movie.
0: Thor, well, I don't know if it's technically... <laughs> okay, let's not it. get into this. We
1: could talk okay. about this for hours. <laughs> but, um,
0: yeah, um, I don't know how this is going to work for the, the team because there's a lot of bad guys in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah, there's no way.
0: Yeah, so we'll just have all the monsters be the, the crowd of the game because there's enough to fill up the seats. I
1: guess. At
0: whatever stadium we're at. Yeah, cause there's way too many fuckers, and I don't even want the zombie torture family there, cause they're not that quick.
1: No, they were trash. They were really slow. Yeah. They were strong. Yeah, but that don't. mean And nothing. couldn't die except for the well, I mean, except for that dude who ended up in a pile, but.
0: Yeah, but he's still moving, I
1: guess. <laughs> yeah, well, he so saved the he
0: day at the end, so. Dead, so. Yeah, uh, sorry, no one from this movie's gonna be in, on the team. <laughs> it's way too many. I
1: mean, you could do use the um, the people in the facility the the dad from stepbrothers and the, just listen let me talk the dad from stepbrothers and the guy from the west wing as the announcers ooh they're, kinda, they're love, calling the game i'd love to listen to they're that. they the shots yeah yeah so could be your baseball announcers and i guess football announcers too uh eh, yeah it, it, it's not
0: really the same well, I mean, sadly
1: well they were running the bets who runs the bets in like
0: we can make them football. the bookies they're the
1: bookies for football Hell yeah yeah
0: Tequila is my lady.
1: <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> he sure does yell that shit. Yeah, he was hype. Right in the middle of like a, man, I really want, you know, I something about the virgin. I just root, want to root for her. I want her to win. Tequila. <laughs> Tequila he just is like, my lady. <laughs> he just like lost it.
0: Oh, yeah. But uh, like like we've been saying all this whole time, movie's great. Give it a shot. But um, you got anything else?
1: Mm, only that I think that uh, Chris Hemsworth's character's name comes from his Star Trek character. So I think they got Kurt from his character Tiberius Kirk. So I'm just of a reach. Is it? A little bit. It's the only film that anyone ever saw Chris Hemsworth in before this film came out besides Thor. I don't so
0: could have just been Kurt. <laughs> I guess I thought Kurt was a cool ass name.
1: Kurt Kirk. I don't know, it's very close.
0: I suppose. <laughs> it could. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard anything about that. But yeah,
1: it, it could. I don't know everything. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh... You have notes. What are these notes for?
0: I did my seven words. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not much. It's... Uh, all the cool facts are just in the movie that I've read. All the cool things I thought I could write down. It was just like, oh, if you look in this corner right here, you can see a fly purple people later. And I was like, oh, okay yeah i don't have to write that down it's that's just, fair It's just all random the, the splash page scenes it was just so much shit in those yeah. scenes it's like oh you can see this in this corner i'm like oh, oh
1: you know what we need to find what we should have found out is how many gallons of blood it took them of fake blood to film this
0: Ooh. Because that's a question you
1: were asking me for some of the slashier films yeah. we watched at the beginning
0: i feel some of that blood wasn't real but,
1: well, none of this blood was real. Well, you know what
0: I mean. Uh, but in that one scene with the elevator, oh, you think it's
1: CGI it's, rather than probably a lot of it. was CGI. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably fair. Because apparently, but it there wasn't. is a lot of like blood splat, like they throw it on like windows and doors and yeah. shit. So I think that had, I mean, it doesn't have to be real, but I think that'd be a lot of work to do CGI. Oh no, they probably
0: used a lot, but it probably wasn't like an absurd number. Like,
1: you think the big puddles were just CGI, like red CGI? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Because well, everyone was, like, rolling shit. around
1: in it. The zombies were, like, crawling around in it. It could bodies. have been,
0: man. It, it was wild. But some of those scenes went by so fast. I'm like, maybe they didn't really need a lot.
1: Well, and they needed enough. Well, no, that's probably CGI. Just ignore me. I was going to say those uh, maps, the little maze things of the. Oh, that was, yeah. That, that was 100% CGI. 100 CG.
0: Because that's stupid to make something like that <laughs> that you see for, like, a Yeah. Man. To make it realistic, That'd be a waste um, of money. That so would we'll be just, a waste of money. let spend thousands of dollars to make a picture. A fake clip art picture of it.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Fucking CG is so expensive for stupid shit.
1: Yeah. Because it's hard to do.
0: Like what? uh Henry Cavill. His like mustache. That's probably thousands of dollars. Oh it was, no.
1: Mu- it was millions. He cost. Fucking
0: He cost shit. Warner Brothers
1: millions of dollars because the people from Mission Impossible wouldn't let him fucking shave his mustache. You
0: know what gets me? I see Photoshop on fucking Instagram. That shit looks great. They could have got somebody just, hey, here's 5,000 bucks, get this mustache off of him.
1: Well, the problem, the problem there is that the Photoshop that's happening on, typically, not all the time, but a lot of times the great Photoshop that you see on Instagram is in photos, so it's stills. The problem with uh, Man of Steel is that he was moving in all those action scenes, so it was really hard to re- remove it at, Ugh. like, while he's moving. so
0: goddamn stupid.
1: I don't understand why they didn't just fucking let him shave it off and then put on a fake mustache to do reshoots. Like, who gives a shit if his mustache is real or not? I, I, yeah. You ruined a billion dollar movie franchise. Uh, that
0: movie wasn't like... Hey,
1: hey, just... it di- Okay, they didn't help the fucking okay, billion dollar you. franchise okay. because of a goddamn mustache that Henry Cavill could probably grow back in like three days if he really wanted to. Yeah. Like, he just fucking put some thought into it and slept a little bit. He'd have a fucking mustache again.
0: Yeah, that was a mess. But, uh, you see? We got on something else.
1: Yeah, back to Superman. Yeah. Again.
0: Um, you got anything else?
1: Nope. Nah. See this movie. It's yeah. fucking great.
0: Yeah. What she said. So, uh, we'll see you guys...
1: Tomorrow! Yeah,
0: less than 24 hours. Uh, one more episode, and then, uh, Terrell will be here.
1: Yay! And
0: then we'll do a ton of these, probably. But,
1: uh... We're gonna try. We're not gonna spend all of our time while he's here doing this, though. Yeah,
0: but, uh... It's gonna be some uh, pretty good movies. Uh, we're gonna watch a couple that I actually haven't seen. Like, Somebody Help Me. I haven't seen those, so... <laughs> it'll be, it'll be oh. cool to be on the receiving end of those crazy movies. And Somebody
1: Help Me is gonna get loud. This The podcast is gonna be loud for that one.
0: And, uh... Candyman, for sure. We still need to watch that. Oh, no. Um... Uh, there's a ton of things. But, uh... Like I said thanks guys and we're getting there it's like probably seven more episodes uh there might actually be a couple extra because just if it works out like that like hey we watch this and we watch that fuck it we'll just make a quick episode so there'll be a ton more and uh, oh uh what we do in the shadows is gonna pop out at some point i'm just really lazy so that'll pop out but uh i'll see you guys next time because this is an hour and a half i gotta edit this so uh we will talk Dude, to you stay guys an hour and a half is fine so There's a couple of chunks I need to block out. But uh, we'll see you guys soon. Okay, bye. We love you. Bye.
1: Bye, love you.